0: Hi, I'm Bob Sewell. I'm a lawyer. In fact, I'm a partner at the law firm of Davis Miles McGuire Gardner. I started this podcast because my clients always ask me, is that even legal? I want to discuss on this podcast how the law affects us and changes our daily lives. I hope you enjoy the show. I hope it is meaningful to you, and I hope you learn from it. Thank you. Today we're talking about what's legal for employers with regard to COVID-19. It's a special edition. I want you to know that we all have been affected by the COVID crisis. And many of you will likely be listening from home and not at your workplace or traveling to work or anything like that. And we're doing the same thing at Davis Miles McGuire Gardner. We're working from home. We're seeing clients on Skype and we're talking to clients on the phone and we're practicing that social distancing. Don't worry. If you have legal problems, we can still help. We'll just likely be seeing you electronically and not in person. Today we have a guest. His name is Scott Gibson. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bob. Let me introduce Scott. Scott, you are an expert in employment law. You have practiced in employment law for a long time. We won't say how long. And (laughs) you you write on the subject you're asked to speak on the subject all over the country welcome and i hope you will share your expertise with me today thank you okay let me give a little background normally under normal circumstances an employer can fire an employee for good cause for no cause they can't fire for bad cause. In other words, an employer can't fire you if you're you know, in discrimination against you because you're a veteran and because of your age, um, because of your race, in violation of the Family Leave Act, or because of disabilities, things like this. So you could be fired for good cause, no cause, just not bad cause. And as we're looking at this COVID crisis, there are a lot of things that are coming up in fact just yesterday i think things came up that are going to affect employers i want to talk about those you bet okay can an employer fire an employee if that employee wants to stay at home for some covid related reason and the employer wants the employee to come into work is that legal
1: Well, as you mentioned, this is a really fluid situation. There are a lot of things going on. And just this week, um, and I guess that will depend on when you listen to this podcast, but just in March, uh, the Congress and the President have uh, approved and signed a bill making uh, emergency revisions and additions and creating different leave rights Uh, related to COVID, specifically to COVID-19.
0: Yeah, these are pretty serious, I hear.
1: They are. Uh, And you've got uh, two major laws that were passed. One uh, is an emergency expansion of the Family and Medical Leave Act. Okay. And what that typically does is it gives a qualifying employee, which is defined as really someone who's worked pretty much, uh, well, 1,250 hours in the last year. Uh, Under the regular law, that qualifying employee is entitled to take up to 12 weeks of unpaid leave, assuming they work for an employer with 50 or more employees. Okay,
0: so under the normal Family Leave Act, if you work for an employer with 50 or more employees, and you're an employee who has worked for that employer for 1,250 hours or more... In the prior year. In the prior year you get certain rights, correct? You get the right to take unpaid
1: leave. Okay. 12 weeks unpaid leave. Yes, and that can be used in dribs and drabs and pieces here and there, but
0: uh, 12 12 weeks till your leave runs out. But this new act, I think it's called the Family First Coronavirus Response Act, right? Correct. Always a mouthful. Just rolls off your tongue. Rolls off the tongue, right. (laughs) FFRCA I, huh? I don't know how they come up with these names that they always are so long and whatever but this new act it does something different it does things differently it, tell me about that it
1: does uh, the first thing that's different is that it applies for employers with fewer than 500 employees so we're instead of catching all the the big employees It starts at a fairly large number and goes down and would include, even if you had two or three employees, that would be covered under the Act. Okay,
0: so this this is the everyday average employer. Correct. Needs to perk their ears up, right? Correct. And then
1: what it does is it says, if you have worked at least
0: 30 days with the employer, you are an eligible employee. Now, I wanna just say from the beginning, this is general information we're talking about here today. Correct. This is a brand new act. If you hear something that piques your, your interest as an employer, you need to seek good advice from an attorney, don't rely on this podcast. Come on in to an attorney and talk about these things, right? That's correct, and, and
1: just by way of information, I belong to a national group of employment lawyers, some of the smartest employment lawyers I know uh, in in the country. And for the last two days there have been uh, emails flying back and forth on our listserv with questions and, you know, people trying to understand this act. Uh, like most legislation, it's got nuances and unintended consequences and all kinds of different things to look at. Uh, so we need to evaluate this a little more. We need some guidance from the federal government in terms of how certain agencies are going to interpret things. So so it's what, a work in progress. It is a work in progress. What's the first thing it does? First thing it does is it grants, uh, it grants leave to employees, again, a qualifying employee who's worked at least 30 days with an employer uh, it it covers essentially three types of employees. And I should say, probably backing off, this is in addition to whatever is covered by the regular family and medical leave. So if you had a broken leg or uh, you know, had another qualifying event under uh, FEMLA, that would be separate and apart from uh, what we're looking at here although your right to the 12 weeks of leave would be a total of 12 weeks under either, uh, whether you're using for COVID or for some other reason. Okay. So uh, let let me digress a little bit. There are three types of employees who are covered there. The first one uh, is an employee who is under a recommendation or an order not to go into work because that they're going to uh, they're putting at risk other people's health and safety because they've been exposed to COVID nineteen or because uh, they're exhibiting the symptoms. So if if you yourself have that qualifying event, you are eligible for the leave under this act. Okay. The second person is someone where your family member is in that same situation. It's a family member you need to care for. Uh, And then the third one, and this is, I think, one that's going to be applied to a lot of people, you have minor children who are at home, who are not sick, but they're at home because uh, the school has closed down or their daycare their care facility has closed down because of COVID-19 uh, issues. And in Arizona, where where we live, where the schools are closed down right now, uh, someone who had to stay home to take care of um, of children would would qualify here. Now, understand, um, you can if you can do your work remotely and you're not too sick to be able to do that, you wouldn't need this leave. Right, because you, you, your board working. could say, get home, work. Yep, and okay. and it, all that's changed is the location where you're at. But again, the, f- the first is, issue is, is someone qualified. Okay, what um, do they get
0: if they're qualified?
1: If they get If they're qualified, the first
0: thing they get is two weeks of unpaid leave. Okay, they won't lose their job if they they won't be fired because they're taking two weeks on paid leave. Correct. Okay, and you'll see when
1: we talk a little about the another act that was passed in conjunction with this, uh, there may there may be an opportunity for unpaid sick leave or excuse me for paid sick leave in conjunction with that. Okay, we'll talk about that in a bit. In just a moment. But after you get past those first two weeks, then you're entitled to paid uh, family medical leave, uh, COVID nineteen version uh, leave. Okay, for how long? For the remaining ten weeks. And how much do we does that employee get? You get. A minimum of minimum wage, the greater of minimum wage, or two-thirds your salary. Now, your employer could pay you more. They're not prohibited from doing that.
0: I've been a small business owner. I have... uh, This is going to get expensive real quick for the small business owner. It will.
1: And that is a, a legitimate concern that a lot of people have.
0: If you have multiple employees taking COVID leave, and you don't have the income coming in, and they're getting their two thirds, that it could be it could be brutal for them. It it could be very devastating. Uh,
1: it could it there will be consequences to a lot of
0: different things that we're looking at. In fact, that's why I wanted to do this podcast because when I heard about what was happening, it, employers need to know the hard decisions they're going to have to make to keep their business alive.
1: Correct. Yeah, there, there's a lot of issues that, that arise there. Now, there's, uh, there is also some uh, payroll tax relief that is coming. Uh, in conjunction with employers who give uh, the uh, the, the COVID-19 leave. But it won't cover all of that, number one. And number two, eventually it gets put onto the tax bill somewhere. Uh, We're going to be paying for this one way or another. And we, the taxpayer. We, the taxpayer. We, the business owner. We, the employees.
0: So we talked a little a lot about some things that the employers need to look for but i want to talk about some issues that the employees need to look at share with me some information that the employees need to start considering well a couple of things that are there uh... number one who is
1: a family member Because we've talked in terms of you get certain leaves based on family members okay um, and it's a very expansive uh, definition of who's a family member, so it would include, of course, you, your spouse, your children, but it would also include stepchildren, foster children, your parents, your grandparents, maybe a sibling you take care of, uh, your niece and your niece's friend who live with you because they need some help. You know, so it 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 might be a very broad definition of who is included in that.
0: Must it be? people in your household or can it be more expansive than
1: that? It might be more expansive than that. Let's say, for example, a pregnant woman is one of the the, uh, family members defined. So let's say your adult daughter living uh, apart from you with her husband fits into the other definitions of uh, COVID-19 and you need to help take care of her. You would be able to take the uh, FMLA leave for that reason. Okay. Okay. So, so that's one issue. The the second thing from uh, the and really this impacts both the employee and the employer. Uh, all of these federal discrimination laws uh, provide that you can't retaliate against people and for using the right. And when you have these laws that allow leave there's a uh, an obligation to restore the person to the position that they had or to an equivalent position when they come back that's a little bit different under this law there generally is an obligation to restore people to a, uh, their uh, same position but with smaller employees that obligation may not uh, if you say ha- if you have 22 employees you may not be obligated to restore the employee to the same position that she held
0: before she took the leave. Hmm. So, y- do you, I, I? Does the employee get their job back then? They uh, typically yes. Okay. Uh,
1: but it is not necessarily mandated here in certain circumstances. If, for example, uh, we were a thriving business with twenty-two employees. Uh, because of COVID nineteen, uh, our business has reduced, and now we're we're functioning with twelve. You know that th- that employee
0: might not be able to get the job back. The thought occurred to me: the employer and the employee, they need to work together. Yes, they do. In this crisis, they need to come up with creative solutions together to make sure that that business survives on the other end. Because we're all in this together, right? Absolutely, if, uh, if the
1: employees aren't doing the things that help the business to survive, and they may have great claims for for lack of, uh, uh, of uh, leave or lack of business or whatever, but- There's no business to help them out. There's nothing to help, yeah.
0: Yeah, hmm. What about f- essential employees? First of all, what is an essential employee?
1: That varies from state to state. Uh, okay. It, and typically it is your healthcare workers, it would be first
0: responders,
1: it would be the people that you want to have there uh, in the
0: crisis. I heard that in some states they're trying to make grocery store workers essential.
1: I've heard that as well. Um, and and it's, it's interesting, you know, what is going on there and uh who's who's essential. One of my uh colleagues uh sent around an email uh the other day saying um, nineteen years of education, thirty plus years uh experience and I'm non-essential. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean that's this is a little Bob, rough but Bob you
1: and I were not essential. We're not <laughs> essential
0: <laughs> So healthcare workers, first responders, those types of people does this act cover them?
1: It does not.
0: Okay. Get your butt, in, butt into work, right? You got to come into work. We need you. Uh, okay. So tell me about paid sick leave. How does this work into the into the mix? Well, it, it kind of meshes in
1: with the Emergency Family and Medical Leave Act that we talked about. You remember, the first two weeks are unpaid. Right. So... Uh, to To get you the paid leave for the first two weeks, we're going to, uh, it's the Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act. Uh, and this, again, applies for employers with fewer than 500 employees. And again, it's related to COVID-19 reasons that the employee is taking off. So it's somewhat similar to, uh, to fill that two-week gap in terms
0: of the income stream. Wow. So the employee needs to know that there's an obligation, potentially, for your employer to pay that sick leave if it's COVID-19 related. Yes. And the employer needs to know... You may have to pay this. You may have to pay that. Correct. Now,
1: the as we talked a little earlier, there's some benefits, some tax code benefits that uh, the employer is... is Able to take from the payroll tax uh, issue, but it's going to end up costing employers a fair amount of money if they have uh, multiple employees taking
0: advantage of the leave. Hmm. Is what about unemployment benefits? How does unemployment benefits work into this mix? I hear there's big changes coming. Do we not? We don't yet know about those yet, right? Again, unemployment
1: is operated on a state by state basis. Uh, on my list serve, there was a lot of discussion today uh, with um, people saying, you know, that this state or that state had waived different um, waiting periods. It, typically, if you uh, if you have a qualifying event that entitles you to unemployment benefits, you have to wait a period of time before you're eligible to receive an unemployment check. Right. Uh, but many states are waiving that period so that there's no um,
0: there's no gap uh, in the income to the employee. And so the employee needs to be thinking about if you are laid off because of COVID nineteen, that you may have unemployment benefits that are slightly more generous than what you would have otherwise had.
1: I don't know that the benefits are more generous, but the 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 waiting the waiting period right goes away. Yeah. So that would make it available immediately. What else do you think we need to talk about? We talked uh, a little about you know the the emergency paid sick leave, and how it pretty much it, it's pretty much equal to the people that would qualify under the act. But understand that that is in addition to any sick leave that your employer already offers. So if I'm a uh, a Kind progressive employer, and I've set aside. You know, Bob, you get two weeks worth of paid sick time, just because um, you get the two weeks of paid sick time plus the two weeks that are allowed under the uh, COVID nineteen. The COVID nineteen. So mm. uh, it, it is. It's to the detriment of employers who have been generous uh, to their employees. But uh, I guess in that sense, it treats everybody the same because now every employer has to add in two weeks, whether they've done it or not already. It's good to
0: know. Thank you for coming in and sharing your thoughts about what is going on for employers and employees in the COVID-19 crisis. I hope you stay safe, continue to practice the social distancing that we are practicing right now. We're We're six feet apart. We are. And if an employer needs to get a hold of you to talk about how COVID-19 and these new acts are going to affect their business, how would they get a hold of you? The best way to contact me would be through email right now. That's where we
1: have the easiest access. That would be s Gibson, G-I-B-S-O-N,
0: at davismiles.com. Send you an email and you'll respond. And we'll respond. Okay. Thank you for listening to the podcast, Is That Even Legal? I hope that this has been informative and meaningful to you, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.